0: Hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Catch Up, the podcast about contemporary hip-hop that examines where hip-hop has been, where it's going, and where it is. I'm Jordan Suami. I'm James Rathbone. And this week, it is part two of our Mailbag series. So these are all questions that have been sent in from our listeners through uh, the Boosty Fade Facebook group and through our our Instagram account, at Catch Up Podcast, and to James and I personally. So,
1: yeah. I, I I loved uh, last week's episode. And I'm um, you know, this is we got just such good questions. Mm-hmm. Such just... fun
0: things, such fun things to think about. Yeah. And uh so if you're listening to this in the week in the week in which it drops, we this think. Friday we are back at the former Parts and Labor shop. It's now just called the shop. Yeah. Uh with our legendary party, Boosie Fade. It's Boosie Fade number thirty-four.
1: Very exciting.
0: Very exciting. Uh if you're in Toronto or in the surrounding areas, Get your ass down here. You yeah. will not regret it. I
1: hydrate a lot. Hydrate. Stretches,
0: That's right. Know. And like, just get ready to turn up to the latest and greatest in hip hop. Yeah. Um, um,
1: Thursday we got ATL at the Tiff Lightbox. Super pumped about it. One of my favorite things about these screenings is getting to DJ after. I love getting to play like sort of re- like region era specific mm-hmm. music and this one i'm the most excited for because it's 2000 mid 2000s atlanta music
0: Ooh, so, so much good stuff
1: yeah so if you if you like that kind of music come to the screening come to the after party uh, after parties are always really
0: fun yeah you probably make some new friends yeah
1: what's better than that especially if you're an adult it can be hard to make new
0: friends it's true it's true but, well, uh, and
1: these are good friends that got good taste that come to things like this
0: well said yeah let's get into the episode Okay, so this question comes from Stephanie. What are you most excited about from Toronto Rap
1: right now? Hmm. I mean,
0: honestly, I'd say,
1: like, I really am still optimistic that Pressa will, like, break out and give us, like, a whole project. That would be, like, that's that's something I'm still kind of, like, I don't know if that's naive. Mm-hmm. But, like, Pressa is, like, an artist who I, I, I don't know, he's probably one of my... Real favorite Toronto rappers of all time. Uh, He doesn't put out music that much, but I'm hoping it's because he's sitting on an album that he's been toiling over and you know, that it's going to be a great, he's going
0: to put out some like great release.
1: That's probably naive.
0: I think I he puts know. out a, he puts out a lot of singles and he's featured on a lot of tracks. Mm-hmm. Um like he put out a song earlier this year that I really enjoyed called Long Way. Mm-hmm. Let's actually listen to a, a bit of Long, so Long Way by Pressing.
2: Sleep in the my eyes, beat my eyes, get Charlie. it get foggy. Jump feeling fill Half his niggas dead and half my niggas caught a body. Just from Maviani. I came up with Tommy and every time I play my block my clip for oh. Got my nose in the pot, turn red like a pit, bro. I take your advice, I a little twist to it, and in this game, you lose your life, little nigga, there's a risk to it, we speak money, so fluent, I send that little bitch to it, fatal top of the wrist, gave me, asked me on my wrist, to it, I turned to why? I felt it when Watts died, I was only 22, when daddy, he got 25, and if they don't listen, they'll have to feel me.
0: And I think, yeah, in pockets, he can be a really exceptional rapper. Like on the first verse of Long Way is pretty like lights out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't really had that full project moment. I think since like Press Machine came out, I think in 2017. And it's a, mostly pretty good. Yeah. But he hasn't really had the kind of like quality control, like tight mm-hmm. project produced yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I'm not whole, I'm not convinced it'll happen. Mm-hmm. But I do think that he, he can, he'll give us like consistent, like singles every few months for, for for a few years at least. Yeah. What are you, what are you excited for? Um, I don't know. I think we've, we've, I'm, I'm still excited about Deja SB. Mm-hmm. I think that sure. she hasn't even hit the peaks of, of what she's capable not, of yet. Not even remotely. And I feel like I see her picking up steam. She was just at South by Southwest earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And she's just, you know, we're talking about like, we were, we were talking earlier and then on different episodes about like wanting a change and kind of subject matter of what artists talk about and i feel like she's really great at doing that yes yeah um and i think that there's i think there's an audience for that as yes, well yeah absolutely so let's listen to a little bit of deja sb run my money and
2: you better run my money don't want to hear no talking better run my money These don't make me go to places i don't want to go Please do make me call up all the men that I know. You better run my money. Don't wanna hear no talking. Better run my money. Please don't make me go to places I don't wanna go. Please don't make me. I'm I'm, I'm ride the beat like I was Meek and Papa Willy. I survived a suicidal mind that tried to kill me. Now I feel like it's the early '90s and I'm biggie. I'm nobody pull up on my life to try and hit me. You don't understand a thing I do.
1: Well, yeah, I I mean. My, probably my f- favorite, uh, Toronto artist who hasn't like broken out is k Forrest. Uh, I'm big fan of his. He produces a lot of his own stuff. Uh, he's, you know, he's just got kind of an interesting sound. Uh, he's probably the thing he'd be almost most famous for was producing. Well, he he made a he wrote a song called Guidance, which Travis Scott just used pretty much. It, it was like almost like a cover, basically, mm-hmm. uh, for on, on uh, Birds in the Traps and Brian McKnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, he hasn't really had his moment of, of big success yet. But no. I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is his year. He just produced a bunch of stuff on the Baca Yeah, he record. produced the song,
0: song Caddies with Juicy J.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, I could see big things in the future for him.
0: Mm-hmm. So our next question is from Brad W. Shout out to Brad from Native Instruments. Mm -hmm. Good dude. Very smart. Knows a lot about music. Uh, He asks, what is J-Electronica's legacy if he never releases a full-length album? It's he j electronic i love this question
1: first of all it's a it's it's a very interesting question because j electronic i think is completely unique in rap history there's no one else who's quite the same circumstances as his so he hasn't put out anything cohesive since uh 2007's uh, eternal sunshine and even that was pretty short but uh like at the same time he's a legend i mean like part mm-hmm. of it is that He's got a mystique about him, which is what makes a good legend. Uh, in that like we never really will know why exactly he'd ever put out uh an album. Supposedly he recorded one in two thousand eight and nine with Just Blaze. Uh supposedly. Supposedly. Just Blaze says it's done. So that he's been it's like on J electronic I believe it when I hear it. You never will, so you <laughs> never need to believe it. It's
0: in Jay Z's vault. Yeah. Um, along with his taxes from like the nineteen eighty eight and stuff <laughs> <laughs> imagine hearing uh
1: that record if it did exist
0: i am sure Martin Shekel's heard it,
1: yeah, <laughs> really yeah,
0: <laughs> or whatever that guy's name is
1: yeah uh he like i mean his his legacy is like he's the greatest what if of rap, essentially,
0: mm-hmm. I mean he's
1: kind of lucky when he came out. There was no one else kind of doing what he was doing. If he came out now, I don't know that he would have had the – he'd get the same attention.
0: No, because I think it's also that was at a time where people were still kind of hoping that the center of hip-hop would revert back to kind of a more backpack, like 90s, bars-centric kind of style. Yeah. And I think that he was – what also made him interesting is that he's a southern rapper. He's from yeah. New Orleans and so he had but he rapped like somebody from brooklyn or new york yeah. you know so i think that was a for a lot of people like he straddled the line between what was currently popular mm-hmm. and what was like previously popular yeah and they were like this could be a way forward this is like a, a, a birth of like a new kind of star mm-hmm. and i don't know i think that you, he he obviously is like a really really exceptional like very special artist mm. and I, I was saying the other night when we were first talking about this that that I think that he'll never put up the album because he has nothing to gain from it mm-hmm. and much more to lose from it because yeah. it's like the the expectations of this project are so massive mm-hmm. that it'll be hard to ever match that.
1: Yeah,
0: you know. And after I said that, I thought about it a little more later that night, and mm-hmm. I was thinking of like the Carter Five, with Lil Wayne, yeah. and um, I, I thought that it was kind of a similar situation. But if you think about the reception to Carter Five, is it was mostly positive. People yeah. really liked it, even though it wasn't like. You know, there was a few mind-blowing moments, but it wasn't an album full of them. Mm-hmm. And people still, like, generally are like, that was a great album from Lil Wayne. You yeah. Know? And I think it's just, like,
1: like, honestly, a cohesive, uh, a cohesive album of, like, smart, kind of spiritual rap music would kill it right now. Mm-hmm. Like, if it came out right now, like, it would be the most listened to thing. Like, it would have so much momentum behind it just by the, by the sort of mystique that's like lingered around that record mm-hmm. so I, I think he does i actually think he does have a lot to gain potentially by it uh because like he's touring you know he, he still tours and and you know has a lot of fans and uh but it's like it's still it's pretty niche he's not doing he's never getting moved to rebel mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh for those who aren't in toronto that means like that's when you were you play smaller venues and you sell out, they move you to Rebel, which, which is, is like a big, a big ca- cavernous, cavernous venue, venue that in Toronto. Ev- everybody hates.
0: Everybody hates it. It has I think it's like a four thousand, three or four thousand capacity. I think.
1: Yeah. Whereas, like, it's like the, the Danforth other, where Danforth, he played they, earlier this year. I think it's, it's is like a like, thousand like or fifteen hundred, yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's right. Um. So you know, like that's that's the level he's at. That's his legacy. He's sort of like he's. It's interesting that he still has those kind of fans because how many rappers that came out in 2007 or eight period or couldn't even do the Danforth that's true now that's you true. know like um a big crit is like who would put up way more work than him sort of came around that that era like
0: i don't think big crit could sell the Danforth
1: no i don't think so yeah uh he's like a velvet underground
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know yeah which is like a 400 yeah capacity venue i think that you know jay electronica's legacy is like rap bigfoot yeah, You know, anytime he pops up, people are like, oh shit, Jay Electronica, you know? Yeah. I also found it interesting that he, he was on like the Mac Miller album. Like he'll do some, fe- he did a Chance the Rapper's mm-hmm. uh, coloring book. Yeah. Like he'll pop up and do a feature here and there, which is cool. And then he'll like maybe wild out on Twitter a bit, <laughs> spread some hotep theories, yeah. you know, just like st- really standard behavior. <laughs> um, And I don't know. I, it's like, I I, I kind of hope that he releases something, but I'm not expecting him to. hmm Otherwise, I I just kind of want to know what's going on with him. Yes. You know, I'm really interested in him. I'd like to see like a documentary. Yeah. Like, what's, like, like, like bo-
1: I'd love like just a really extensive biography. Like a like there's a there's a lot of good rap autobiographies out there, like like uh, prodigies, you know, mm-hmm. uh, DMX, mm-hmm. Gucci uh, But like, I don't think any I don't think there's anyone that would be more interesting than Jay Electronica's. Mm-hmm. Like his life is absolutely nuts. Uh, he
0: dated a Rothschild. Uh, for yeah. Some he's the time he bro- broke up her marriage. He's
1: like gone to the many of the, uh, like he'd spend a lot of time going to the many of like the most like sacred holy sites in the world. on never, whatever his like his sort of spiritual quest was. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he was homeless. You know, it's like, uh, like he dated Erica Badu, mm-hmm. you know, they have a child together. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just kind of, it's like, I, I would love to, see the world through his eyes more and i think that's part of why his legacy is, is yeah
0: if he's a legend it's in the style of bigfoot like mm-hmm. it's mysterious <laughs> he did a mountain dew code red commercial <laughs> good um, for him. yeah get, secure the bag shout out to jay-z yeah uh let's listen to a little bit of jay electronica when
2: i was sleeping on the train sleeping on that's a roll, out in the rain Without even a single slice of pizza to my name, too proud to beg for change, mastering the pain, when New York niggas was calling southern rappers lame, but then Jack and I slain, I used to get dizzy spells, hear a little ring, the voice of an angel telling me my name, telling me that one day I'ma be a great man. transforming with the Megatron doll, spitting out flames, eating whack, rappers alive, shooting out chains. Nigga, I was homeless, uh-huh. fighting, shooting dice, smoking weed on the corners, trying to find the meaning of life in the corona till the five percenters rolled up on the nigga and informed them. You either build or destroy where you come from. The mag know your projects in the third world slum, hum. It's quite amazing that you rhyme how you do and that you shine like you grew up in a shrine in Peru. Question 14, Muslim lesson two. This
0: next question comes from Alex W. w. Who's a rapper from the past decade that is slash was super popular that you could just never get into? Hmm.
1: I'm generally pretty good. I think about like other than like someone like Russ or Jeezy. G- uh, Jeezy,
0: ah, uh, not Jeezy. I, songs. Jeezy goes off a little, yeah, off not off a little bit. Not gonna lie. Yeah, Young Gerald. Yeah. Young Gerald does his thing on on some yeah. tracks. I know? don't have any problem with Jeezy.
1: Mm-hmm. He like you know put paid his dues in the Bay Area. It's, like has. You know, put on, give him features to a lot of Bay Area people.
0: And he seems genuinely loved, which is another thing that I find, like, super interesting and endearing about him is Mm -hmm. that if you look at people like the Two Shorts and the Kamayas of the world, Mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, I remember Jeezy has a line, I think it might be in that song with Cardi B, where Mm -hmm. he's like uh where he has a, he's like if yeah. i have an like, issue with a woman i'll call i'll call up like Kamaya yeah and then he did a genius like explainer of that song yeah and he's like and he's like actually i'm gonna call right now and he's and he calls her yeah. and he's like you know i'm having an issue with this this person i think you might need to pull up and she's like who where <laughs> 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 i'm like he got that love you know yeah. so respect to him for
1: that yeah um let me think
0: like <sighs> to make it more difficult you can't name any white rappers okay that's
1: good. That's good. Uh, yeah, much more interesting. Um, this one, well, actually, people probably get mad at me for saying it because he's got seriously diehard fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've never been able to get into Anderson Pack. Uh, don't. It's just the sound of his voice. It just doesn't do it for me. I like. I can understand, like, like you know, when I've listened to some of his stuff, I can definitely understand why people like it. I like kind of, you know, generally West Coast funky stuff, but. Something about his voice—it just—and like I like all the kind of weird, you know, the like high-pitched, the voices, and mm-hmm. you know, some stuff, stuff that grates on people. I know, uh, yeah, something about Anderson Pack's voice—I can't describe it. It's like it's just like uh its like I—I it, I recognize his music is good and like what's good about it, but I don't. It's just that I can't listen to it. it. Doesn't do anything for me. What about you? Um, you know,
0: I—I'm not the biggest Tyler the Creator fan.
1: Oh, good call. I'm saying I'm in the same
0: boat. I, I think that he's he's like I hear him like I think of like the Frank Ocean song biking and it, um and he's on one of the mixes of that. Mm-hmm. And I think he's really great on that. Mm-hmm. And I like and I like what he adds to the song. But as far as his solo work, I've never really just been very compelled to listen to it. Yeah. And some of the stuff I've heard, I think that like, you know, I think of the like when I hear him out in the wild through whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, like the song he had with uh, ASAP Rocky last mm-hmm. year. Uh, I like, I like it, but it's just, it's just not, I'm not passionate about it yeah, in I any way. I feel exactly the same way. And I think that's like, that's my answer for that one.
1: Yeah, good, good, good answer. And I, I'm, I'm with you. I feel similarly.
0: see. Okay. This next question is another question from Triple Ryan. Uh, rap is officially the biggest genre in music right now. If popular taste in music is cyclical, how far away are we from rap being cycled out? Are there any current trends in the genre that you can foresee potentially being par- partially responsible for its fall from the top? Mm, inter- that's an interesting question. Um, what do you think? I don't think that there's anything that's happening in the music that would make it – that w- that, could, that you can you know pinpoint as a reason that rap's going to be not popular anymore mm-hmm. or not the most dominant genre. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess, like, to stuff that we've t- been talking about in the past is, like, there is, like, a real s- samey – issue mm-hmm. and i think it, it for years it never really bothered me if anything i kind of liked it mm-hmm. but i think we're, we've, we're we're kind of cycling out of the the current trap sound mm-hmm. uh there's obviously like people who make it who can make it sound fresh or like mm-hmm. you know like it's a baby like yeah it just his rapping style just makes it doesn't it's not it makes the production not as it doesn't feel like the focal point necessarily mm-hmm. yeah um but I don't know. I don't think there's like, going to be any one thing that makes it less popular. I think that I, I actually see foresee rap being the dominant genre for at least another ten years.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I see. I, I agree with you. I think that there are things that will be less popular pretty soon. Like I think trap beats in like those like 808 like pattern. I don't think that can go on that much longer. Mm-hmm. It was it like one of the things I was thinking about um, was like what I, I. It's like a sort of this is the type of thing I daydream about. Like, every era has, like, a specific musical instruments and sounds that, like, kind of define it. For example, in the 70s, there's, like, a lot of horn sections. In the 80s, there's, like, synthesizers. In the 90s, there's, like, power guitar, like, chord guitars and DJ scratching, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh And, like, I think of the aughts, it had a bit of, like, the dubstep sound. And then there's also, like, indie music, kind of, like, u- a ukulele kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, like, this decade, I think it's it's, like, what is the most common like music uh or or one of the most common like sounds of music it's trap drums like Mm -hmm. the 808 uh trap drums like they're everywhere they're like we'll reach a saturation point at some point like when like taylor swift and you know Katy perry and you know bruno mars and all these kinds of artists put out songs with trap drums like it has to end eventually Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and then like like you like i think uh i've been listening to a bunch of uh music from sort of the early 2000s recently and the, and like the production style was so much more varied than it is now mm. like the, the drum patterns and like just the overall sounds was so much more varied and so uh that will be something i think well at least ch- i think that sound will change uh in how, at whatever point and what um whether that brings back sort of more traditional rapping or if it makes rap even more like sort of experimental and with like things like melody and stuff like that. We'll see. But that's, that's something I see. It's like, we're nearing the end of that era. Cause it's been going for like almost since like 2010. Yeah. It's like almost an entire decade. Yeah. And it's everywhere. Like you turn on the radio, it's like every single song has the same sort of sound in that way. And I think that, uh, You hear someone like The Baby, who has a slightly different rhythm, or something like that, or like uh, City Girls, who have Mm -hmm. that kind of. Do you mean The Baby?
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, Uh, City Girls have like a more like a Miami bass sound on a lot of their stuff. I, I, I like Corday. You know, has gone on some older traditional style beats mm-hmm. uh so a lot of the the, the sort of up-and-coming rappers i see kind of moving out of that template because things like people like smoke perp he's a he's like the most derivative sounding music That's to right. me now or like a lot of nav to be honest i, uh-huh. I love nav but like sound like that Nav nav like, sort of ironically yeah Nav the nav like champion song with yeah. scott like, that song is one of the most generic songs, like, I've ever heard in my life. Like, and <laughs> I think were- that's
0: Neb's superpower. Yeah. That he's extremely he, generic. Yeah.
1: His superpower is that he's funny. Yeah,
0: that's right. That's true.
1: And somehow gets away with what he does. That's his superpower.
0: hmm But, uh, yeah. Okay, so this question comes from Brendan R. What are your thoughts on the recent wave of Latin trap or trap in Español? Mm. Do you think anyone out of the scene has what it takes to cross over to North American audiences with or without the Drake stimulus package? And does crossover success even matter anymore? Mm. Great question. Great question. Uh,
1: You know, one thing I think us uh, living in Toronto, we can like, be kind of ignorant to sometimes is how uh, significant like Latin culture is in America, because we don't have nearly as many latin people here obviously as Mm. where whereas in america they're posed to be like like just increasingly like a such a huge segment of the population with time Mm -hmm. so if anything like i could see that sort of trap that stuff being like i mean you saw it with like despacito Mm -hmm. you know uh i think that like you know, even someone like Cardi B being so popular, part of that ha- is like her strong Latin fan
0: base. Mm-hmm. And you think of like, I like it with yeah. Bad Bunny, like, that's it's one of her huge biggest songs. songs. Yeah. And that song is still like going. Yeah. yeah. You know?
1: Um, I, I mean, I, I, I could see it being like a
0: hugely
1: popular subgenre soon
0: like hugely popular i mean it already is it it's already just is like, but bigger
1: but even bigger yeah you
0: know to to answer your the question about does crossover s- success even matter yeah, it's anymore a great
1: great question
0: i mean personally i don't think it does mm-hmm. i think to the bottom line yes yeah. because if you think of how big someone like bad bunny is right now mm-hmm. and he hasn't even really fully had his, his like his big moment moment in yeah. the north american like pop culture mm-hmm. apparatus like just imagine what that would do if he's already, you know, has songs that are uh, like he's on songs that like have a his song with Drake. Uh, Mia has five hundred like over five hundred million Spotify streams. Yeah. If he's already there, uh, imagine what what would happen if he had like a little bit of an extra boost from like the pop culture apparatus. So I think I think that ultimately, no, it doesn't matter, but that it it to the bottom line would be a huge boost i'm sure
1: yeah and i think it only matters is i mean it's an interesting question it doesn't definitely matters well it's it's funny because i was going to say it matters the least it's ever mattered but on the other hand uh i would say that it it's more that the notion of crossing over has just changed mm. Because you can find an audience so much, like, easier than you ever have before, which is part of why people blow up so fast. Because it's, like, the way you cross over is just so – it's, like, you don't – there's no – there's so few gatekeepers now, Mm -hmm. essentially. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, once upon a time, you had to have the resources to go to a recording studio to – Make music, then you had to have the resources to press a physical copy of it, mm-hmm. then you have the resources to get the network distributed distribute copy to like both your fans and to like industry people, radio stations, record labels and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And like the the resources for, required for that were considerable. Now, I think it's still true that like you do need money and resources to launch a music career, but so much less than you used to i mean obviously there are artists back in the day who were very found very creative solutions to that like sold music out of the trunk of their car mm-hmm. and made a lot of money off mm-hmm. that um but like literally you can record something in your bedroom with like garage band and like a i don't know how much like a pretty cheap mic setup and whatnot yeah. and put it on spotify and then it's out yeah that's it KK,
0: man. yeah exactly And that's it. That is the our second p- half of our mailbag series. That was so dope. That was that was really great. Thank you to all of the people who sent us questions this week. Yeah, we really appreciate it. You guys are smart as hell.
1: Yeah feel free to send us questions anytime that's and we'll, right. we'll save them for the next time that we do this. Cause the more often we get questions, the more often we can do it. And we get really great topics like this. So if you are ever kind of daydreaming about a, a rap thing, a rap hip hop history item, mm-hmm. uh, just send it, send us, send it over to us and we'll, we'll stockpile it. And, and then next time we'll,
0: we'll, you know, break it down for you. Like we did this time. Uh, that's right. So thank you very much for listening. Once again, just a reminder, if you're listening to this in the week in which it drops, we are at, the shop on friday night for boosie mm-hmm. fate 34 mm-hmm. and we will be at the belt to flight box on thursday night yes exactly. showing atlanta yeah or atl sorry yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> um and yeah yeah i mean that's pretty much it i mean if you know if you haven't subscribed reviewed, told a friend about the podcast it's probably time
0: it's definitely time yeah all right have a great week guys okay